From coast to coast across Canada, welcome to the season debut of the country's only nationally syndicated junior hockey radio show, the 15th season of RBC Junior Hockey Magazine. Hello again, Canada, and welcome back. I'm your host, Gino Retta. It is great to have you with us on this week's show. Manitoba say hello to the Memorial Cup in 2010. We speak to one of the best defenders in the OHL, Windsor Spitfire, Ryan Ellis. Two kitchen of Rangers get a scare, but everything's okay. It's no surprise the Cape Breton Screaming Eagles are off to a fantastic start. The World Junior A Challenge roster is set, and a Toronto Maple Leaf prospect leads the way. Also returning with us once again this year, the Insiders will give you the latest from the world of junior hockey, and we unveil our first Globesports.com Player of the Week. Stay tuned, Canada. You're listening to the season debut of RBC Junior Hockey Magazine. Being a small chocolate shop lets us concentrate on our craft and our customers. We've talked about expanding, but when? Well, we just got an incredible write-up in the paper. Now I'm not just buying from my regulars, I'm getting ready for more customers than ever. My RBC Small Business Advisor helped me get the money I need to be ready for even more chocolate lovers. So life couldn't be sweeter. Looking for financing? Call an RBC Small Business Advisor now at 1-800-ROYAL-20 and create a better future for your business. Hey, John. Phil. I hear you're a chili expert. Well, I do know a thing. We're buddies, right? What's your secret recipe? Okay, you got a pencil? Write this down. All right. Take a left out this door. What? Walk down the street. You know the Tim's on the corner there? Yeah. Go in and order the chili. Oh, and some garlic toast. That's a recipe? It's what chili lovers want. Tim Hortons Chili, made with slow-cooked beef simmered for a home-style taste. Now enjoy it with garlic toast at participating stores for a limited time. Hello again, Canada. Welcome back to the season debut. I'm your host, Gino Retta. You're listening to Canada's only nationally syndicated junior hockey radio show. This is RBC Junior Hockey Magazine. It's time now for this week's news and notes. It's taken them over 40 years, but the Brandon Weekings will finally host the Memorial Cup. The CHL has announced that Brandon will be the host for the 2010 tournament. This will be a special event for the province, and especially Weekings defenseman and Manitoba native Colby Roback. Well, this is huge for the team. I mean, the team's been in the league for over 40 years and they've uh, never hosted and you know to be able to be a part of the first time that uh, they're to host it and especially in my home uh, province you know so friends and family can come out and watch it's definitely something that I'm gonna cherish for a very long time. The Kitchener Rangers got quite the scare this week when two players were involved in a car accident this past Saturday. Mike Massioli's car was struck by a pickup truck while driving with teammate Kevin Hudis and three other passengers. But Massioli and Hudis were released from hospital and are back on the ice. Rangers coach Steve Spott says he's glad they're okay. They were completely within team policy. And uh, as I said, the first thing I was worried about is, my gosh, I hope this something like this didn't happen at 1 or 2 in the morning because then we'd have a big issue on our hands. But uh, it did happen at 7 p.m., and uh, they were well within the right to be out on the road at that time. In the queue, Cape Breton goaltender Olivier Waugh has stood on his head for a very successful Screaming Eagles squad so far this season. The tender earned top defensive honors in the queue this week. However, Waugh knows that the honor is nice, but it's the wins that are important, and you need the whole team for that. Oh, a lot of credit for my teammates because I need the guys to score some goals and they score a lot this year. So that's the basic reason why I get a lot of win this year because those guys score a lot of goals and they play pretty well defensively. So that's helped me a lot. And that's all for this week's news and notes. When we come back, 
We'll find out about drug testing in the WHL, who's leaving behind the bench after being there for 32 years, and what Jonathan Waugh is up to now. All this and more coming up on the season debut of RBC Junior Hockey Magazine. Hey Canada, welcome back. I'm your host, Gino Retta. You're listening to the season premiere of RBC Junior Hockey Magazine. And it's time now for our insider support. First up, our OHL insider. He comes to us from the London Free Press. Jim, the hitman Cressman, back for ne- another year. Jim, how many years has this been for you on the show? Uh, I'm, I'm a lifer. Wow, 15 years. <laughs> but you, I'm still only 29. I don't understand that. You must be really old. I've only yeah. been around 13 years. I'm way younger than you. <laughs> Listen, we're a month into the new season and already two coaches are celebrating milestones. Tell us about that. Yep, Dale Hunter with the London Knights. He registered his 300th win behind the Knights bench. And, you know, this is only his eighth season. That's the quickest in league history that any coach has ever won 300 games. And, you know, of course, Dale played, uh, I don't know, like 20 years in the National Hockey League. And there's some NHL scouts right now that are saying Dale is probably the best coach who is not in the NHL right now. So, we're still wondering how much longer we're going to keep him here in uh, in London. Of course, he's a co-owner of the Knights, and yeah. uh, that may factor into that decision. And down the road in uh, Belleville, George Burnett, uh, he registered his 400th career victory. Uh, that places him, or he's the ninth coach in OHL history to win 400 games. Of course, George has been around for a while. He was with Dagger Falls, Oshawa, Guelph. Then he took over the current Belleville team. And of course, I forgot to mention in there, he coached the uh, Edmonton Oilers, I think, for 30 games or something like that before being fired there. But George took over this current Belleville franchise in uh, the team in, in 04 05 uh, after the previous season. It finished last overall in the league. And of course, last year they were runner up in the OHL and made it to the Memorial Cup because the host Kitchener Rangers were already in. And everybody's still pointing at Belleville as being a possible Memorial Cup candidate from the O this year. All right, let's talk about another legendary coach. As we say hello to the 15th season of Junior Hockey Magazine, we're saying goodbye to a coach who spent 32 years behind the bench. 32 years, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Who who else could that be but the Hall of Famer himself, Brian Killer Kilray with the Ottawa 67s. Of course, Killer did leave for a couple of years. In the middle of that, he went with the New York Islanders. And then there was a time, uh, oh man, when was that? I think it was 94-95, he took a, a one-year hiatus from coaching just to concentrate on GM. But then he came back because he just loves the kids. But, you know, he's, he's next Tuesday he's going to turn 74 years old. He's coached the most games in Canadian Hockey League history, over 2,000. He's got 1,158 victories as we speak. And he said, you know, I'm turning 74. I don't want people to be looking at the 67th bench and saying, hey, who is that old guy behind the bench? So he says, this is it, this is his uh, farewell. And I think it was really good that, that it was announced before the season started, so this gives the fans across the O the opportunity to uh, honor Killer when he comes into uh, their buildings this season. He's a true legend. He deserves all the honors. Thanks for this, Jim. We'll talk to you again next week, my friend. Hey, Gino, it's, uh, just, I can't wait. <laughs> talk to you later. I'm a real wild one. Wild one. Wild one. Wild one. From the Hitman, let's go to the Bear. From CHNL in Kamloops, BC, our affiliate station there, is our WHL insider, Rick Weil. Rick, a big week for the WHL as the host team of the 2010 Memorial Cup is announced, and a sale of a franchise is completed as well. Tell us about those stories. Well, a lot of people thought Brandon's Memorial Cup bid, Gino, was going to be a slam dunk, and it was. 
Uh, the governors were swayed. They heard the city of Brandon and the province of Manitoba were coming to the party with $5 million in arena renovations, and that really turned them on. Kelowna and Everett were also in the running, but they withdrew their applications after hearing the Wheat King's presentation. Now, Brandon has been in the Western League for 42 years. Gino, it was the first time the organization applied to host the tournament. They're expected to have a strong team next year, and they hope to do some damage this year as well. And as for that Portland situation, it was also considered a slam dunk heading in. The Calgary oil and gas businessman Bill Gallagher is worth his rumor to be in the $1 billion range. The Gallagher approached Commissioner Ron Robinson last fall. Then the Western League went to work encouraging the Portland ownership group to sell the franchise. And right now Gallagher is the sole owner, but he's entertaining partnership offers with people in Portland. And by the time he takes over the franchise, Later this month, uh, there's expected to be some big changes, and the biggest of which could see Mike Johnson taking over as head coach and GM in Portland. Hey, a big change coming on the WHL as a league overall, and that's uh, drug testing. Tell us about that. Well, drug testing has been in the league. Uh, uh, drug testing in the league, I should say, will start next month in November, barring any unforeseen circumstances. And that has happened in the past, so until it actually starts, let's hold off on it. Uh, it was supposed to have started in January of '07. It was pushed back to last fall, but then it didn't happen then either. Now, the league was concerned basically, mainly about the education of the players about the drug testing, and that has been happening now for a couple of years, so they say it's all systems go. Finally, Bear, three WHL teams are in the nation's top ten rankings, Swift Current, Vancouver, Spokane, but there's another team that's gained a lot of respect as well. Well, quite the turnaround by the Saskatoon Blades. Do you know they started the season one and four? They have peeled off seven straight wins within a span of about oh, 10 days or so. They went from dead last in the 12 team Eastern Conference to first thanks to that seven game winning streak. And a couple of those wins were against two impressive teams, Swift Current and Calgary. And five of the wins came on the road. So. Saskatoon fans very encouraged by the turnaround of this team, and they hope to be in the playoffs after missing the last couple of years. Hey, Bear, good talking to you again, my friend. We'll talk to you next week. Always a pleasure, Gino. Thanks. All right, we've been to the Ontario Hockey League, the WHL. Next stop, the QMJHL. Our insider from RDS, Mr. Stefan Aru. Stefan, I hope you had a great summer, buddy, back at work now. Let's start with the Quebec Rampart. 11-1, seven straight road wins. The Q launched its 40th season. You know what? They're unbelievable since the start of the season, Gino. And uh, we knew that the Ramparts get the big team this year, but uh, they started very well. They lost the second game of the season against Victoriaville, but except for that game, they're perfect. As you mentioned, seven in the, seven win in a row on the road. The record of the league is eight win in a row, eight win in a in a row on the road to start the season. So they could uh, they could achieve that at the next game. And everybody's playing well on that team. You know what? Even goaltender Jonathan Wa was Leno, uh, not really sure to be back with the team. This year, he's the second string goalie this year, but so far so good. Four wins in four games. He's got an average of 1.75. Everything's going well, going well for uh, the son of the coach. 
Hey, listen, uh, one of the coaches in the queue right now, Jonathan Waugh, getting involved in a little scrap at the end of the game with Ruan Aranda. Talk to me about that. But nothing, you know, like what happened last year in March, you know, that changed uh, probably the face of the Quebec Junior Hockey League this year. But at the end of the game the other night in Ruan Aranda, uh, it was 7-1 to for the Ramparts. And uh, at a certain point, there was a guy uh, from the Huskies that uh, slashed one of player from Quebec, Benjamin Bro. And Jonathan Waugh, on the way to the penalty, uh, on the way to the to his bench because there was a penalty call on the play. Well, he got involved a little bit with uh, the player that got the, the slash on uh, on Bro, and you know what? He doesn't have any affair there, and with what happened last year, he should stay in front of the net, but Jonathan Roy is a high-temper guy, and sometimes he get involved where he shouldn't go. Like father, like son. Hey, listen, <laughs> the new rules against uh, violence seem to work as the fights are pretty much gone in the first month of the season. Talk about that. I'm sure you knew that was the big subject in yeah. Quebec all summer long with those new rules that were announced uh, September 10, just before the start of the season. And so far, there are more than uh, 100 games played, and uh, the average of fights per game dropped from 0.9 last year to 0.3 so far this year. So it worked well as far as fights are concerned. The games are going faster. We'll see within the next couple of months what's going to happen. But so far, I would say the new rules uh, make the players a little bit more, uh, I would say, uh, they, they pay more attention to what's going on as far as, as uh, violence, free violence in the league. Hey, Stefan, welcome back. Good to hear your voice again, my friend. We'll talk to you again next okay. week. See you, Gino. And that wraps up this week's Insider Report. Stay with us, Canada. When we come back, we'll have our feature interviews. We'll chat with Andrew McWilliam of the Camrose Kodiaks who are hosting the World Junior A Challenge and Windsor Spitfire Ryan Ellis. That and more when we return on RBC Junior Hockey Magazine. I used to design t-shirts in my second floor studio. Recently, they've been getting attention all over town, so I went out and found the perfect storefront. But could I pay the rent and buy the materials I needed to keep shirts on the shelves? I talked to an RBC small business advisor. He helped me get the money I needed to have an opening my customers still rave about. Looking for financing? Call an RBC small business advisor now at 1-800-ROYAL-20 and create a better future for your business. E to F. Alphabetically, there's not much space between them. But with a Chevrolet small car, there's up to 800 highway kilometers between them, which means lower emissions and less money spent on gas. And speaking of spending less money, you can own the 09 Aveo 5 with 0% financing for 60 months OAC, with every feature from, well, A to Z. Small cars, big value. See your local Chevrolet dealer, newspaper, or chevrolet.gm.ca for details. Hello, Canada, and welcome back to RBC Junior Hockey Magazine. I'm your host, Gino Retta. He's had a fantastic rookie season, the O, putting up some very impressive numbers. There's no doubt he's excellent offensively and solid on the back end as well. The only question left now is how high will he go in this year's NHL entry draft? Joining us now is Windsor Spitfire defenseman Ryan Ellis. Ryan, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? I'm doing really, really well. Now, talk to me about your adjustment to the Ontario Hockey League. Obviously, it seems that things are going very, very smoothly for you. Talk to me about that. Um, well, the coaches, right off the bat, uh, I had a, a good camp and a good training camp. And right off the bat, they trusted me with pretty much anything on the ice. And they just kept throwing me in every different position they could. And I just got more and more comfortable as the, as the year went on and just got better and better as a player. And I have a a lot to thank for them, but uh, yeah, it was definitely just a, just a learning thing for me, and I just thrown into every position that possible and just learned from from 
You're talking about the coaching. Now let's talk about your head coach, Bob Bugner, former NHLer. Here's a guy that many people are thinking that he could very soon be coached in the National Hockey League. Tell me what it's like to work for him and what kind of things are you learning from him and his experience? Well, he comes with years and years of experience from the NHL. and Every day he just he, he has different examples of things from the NHL where he learned and how we can learn from him. And every day we just learn more and more from him. He's a great guy in the room and he's a great coach. And there's, I have no, no nothing bad to say about the guy. And Overall, he's just probably one of the best coaches I've ever had through hockey. In conversation with Ryan Ellis of the Windsor Spitfires, talk to me about the team start 9-1 and one out of the gate. You guys are in top spot in the West Division in the OHL. Things look like they're coming pretty easy for you guys right now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, we're working really hard, and everyone over the summer came really prepared to camp. And Once we got all our guys back from the pro camps, we really just turned it on and gained, we're gaining confidence every day as the, as the season progresses. And we're just, we're just playing better as a team and getting more comfortable with the new, the new bodies we have in our lineup and just the, the guys we played with last year. And everyone's made improvements, so we can't. We just got to keep playing, and overall we're, we're happy with our play so far. Now, obviously, your play on the ice is going real well. Talk to me about your play in the video games on NHL 09. You created yourself in the game. Tell me about that. Oh, yeah, well, every year, everyone, every kid growing up buys the, the newest NHL, so I'm definitely one of those guys, and uh, just created myself. Uh, they got the new, the new via pro mode or whatever it's called, and I just created myself as, as realistically as I could, and uh, just offensive defense and small guy, and just I played for the Buffalo Sabres actually, so one of my favorite teams. So it's, it's, it's a great game, and I love playing it. Talk to me about your style of play. Uh, you're a little smaller, five ten, buck eighty five. People have compared you to Brian Rafalski. Who would you compare yourself to in the NHL? Um, I think that's a pretty good comparison. Um, Brian Felsen is obviously a great player on the Detroit Red Wings, and I think he's very good uh, offensively, and as well, he's very good defensively too. So I think over the years, I just got a little better and better defensively because I know that was always a knock on me last year. But uh, I think uh, I'm definitely an offensive defenseman, just like Brian is, and I think just my defensive game is developing more and more, and I think I'm just getting better as an all-around player. Hey, Ryan, thanks a lot for joining us. We really appreciate it. Good luck the rest of the way. All right, thanks a lot. Our guest has been Ryan Ellis of the Windsor Spitfires. Look for him to go pretty high in this year's NHL entry draft. Well, the World Junior A Challenge is coming up quickly, and the rosters have now been released. Joining us from the line right now is Camrose Kodiak and Toronto Maple Leaf prospect Andrew McWilliam. Andrew, welcome to the show. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. What does this tournament mean for you guys in Camrose to be hosting, uh, well, really, uh, some real great international hockey talent? Well, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, uh, they used to have the Viking Cup here every year, and uh, I kind of haven't had an international tournament like this for some, quite some time. So, uh, town's going crazy, and I mean, we're about three weeks away. So, every day we get a little closer. The town's going to get a little more uh, more nuttier, and uh, tickets are going fast. So, it's, uh, it's great to see. The town's getting nuttier. Tell me what that means. Are you seeing signage around the town and people really getting behind this event? Yeah, I mean, uh, especially with the uh, two local boys on the team and obviously uh, the local coach. I mean, there's uh, all these banners up in the rink, uh, all these uh, advertisements around town. So, uh, I mean, it's just, like I said, town's uh, getting uh, pretty excited for it. The great thing for our listeners across the nation is it, the World Junior A Challenge not only involves the best Junior A players in the East and the West, but there are four other teams coming from overseas. Tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. Like uh, like in last year, you got to play against guys like Phil Toff and uh, Jimmy Hayes and other Leafs prospects for the States and uh, just kind of see a whole different style of game and uh, I guess it really kind of tests how good you are. 
Belarus, Germany, Russia, the USA are going to join you in a tournament that runs from the 2nd to the 9th. Uh, you're also a Toronto Maple Leaf prospect. Tell me how exciting that is for you, knowing the Toronto Maple Leafs are keeping an eye on you. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, uh, when I heard that they uh, called my name last year in, uh, in Ottawa, it was uh, something special. I mean, it's something uh, every kid dreams about. And to be drafted to a team like Toronto, uh, it's unbelievable. Original six team, a Canadian team. It's, uh, I mean, you couldn't ask for anything better. In conversation with Andrew McWilliam of the Camrose Kodiaks, who are hosting this year's World Junior A Challenge. Let's talk about the Camrose Kodiaks themselves. Off to a bit of a rough start, 4-11 and out of the gate right now. Uh, kind of struggling, but I guess not surprisingly, because you've got a lot of young players on this team. You're developing, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, we don't want to say it's developing year because we still feel like uh, we got uh, quite a good team that could compete with any team in the league. So, I mean, obviously, uh, where we are in the standings, it does show we're having a bit of a struggle, which uh, is true. But, uh, I mean, we're looking good. We've pl- outplayed uh, quite a few teams we've played. Should have had a few more wins. But, uh, unfortunately, we lost a few leads, late leads. And uh, just, I don't know, uh, it's kind of frustrating. But yeah. uh, we'll turn around. So, hey, Andrew, good luck in turning things around. And really enjoy the World Junior A Challenge. That's going to be quite the experience for you. Yeah, I can't wait. Our guest has been Andrew McWilliam of the Camrose Kodiaks, the host of this year's World Junior A Challenge, running from November 2nd to the 9th in Camrose, Alberta. Time for one final break. When we return, we'll have the Globesports.com Player of the Week. You're listening to Canada's only nationally syndicated junior hockey radio show. This is the debut edition of RBC Junior Hockey Magazine. Welcome back to RBC Junior Hockey Magazine. I'm Gino Retta. Time now to name this week's Globesports.com Junior Hockey Magazine Player of the Week. And the winner is Sarnia Sting forward Justin Benedetto. The Sarnia sniper helped Sting Sault Ste. Marie for five goals on a seven-point night against the Greyhounds. And that's it for this week's show. If you missed any of it or you'd like to revisit a portion, no problem. We've got the show for you in its entirety, and you can even download the podcast on our website at juniorhockeyradio.com. This season of RBC Junior Hockey Magazine is brought to you by RBC, premier sponsors of Canadian hockey, Globesports.com, Chevrolet, Hockey Brings Canadians Together, and Chevrolet Brings Canadians to Hockey, and Tim Hortons, proud supporters of Tim Bits Hockey. Colin Campbell's our executive producer, Chris Clark is our producer, Steve Glenn is our writer. Until next week, Canada, this is Gino Retta saying so long, and thanks for joining us on RBC Junior Hockey Magazine.